September 11, 2019. It's a lot from Pedro Show.
uh, happy Wednesday. We don't usually do Wednesdays. No, it's a special day. Yeah, and then one o'clock to a special time even. Yeah, but we had to accommodate our guests on board in the fucking Love Grotto at the Pleasure Point. Yes. George Hurley, Joe Dean. Yeah. Well, happy hello, hump day. Hello, hello. The, the Riglin brothers. Merkeles. <laughs> That's right. Feliz Merkeles. Merkeles. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about, well, we start off the show with John Coltrane doing Train Sonic. Now, that's just bass. No, there is no bass. That's just drums and sax, right? right. So you guys kind of do a trip on that. That's it's right. Trade yeah. the bass for a sack. And then 15th cup of the same old T-bag, but this ain't. This is trio mode. You had Vince Baroni with you. That's right. And something live, I said, think you guys did. Yeah, I think I only gave you some live tracks. That's how we yeah. got it at the moment. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the prize. How did, who first thought of all, it up first? You guys, have you guys met Mike uh, George? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know about the Wrinklin brothers. I know how I met Georgie. In fact, Georgie, we're we're like one building away from where Georgie had to bust into the head and save my mascaled ass. It was all barrage. Georgie stuffs me in his little Trump, little two fifty. Did you have the two fifty then? Yeah, tr two fifty gets me in there, gets me home safe. Led to the fucking reactionaries. So this, we're, 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 we're right, we're right near. Wow. We're right near. This is where Marty lived, Marty Tamburovich with Frank Telercio and Ed Nielsen. They had a pad there. They never took the, they didn't live there long. That's a sound. But uh, they never took the trash out. They had these closets full of trash sacks. In fact, one dude's cute. Full of piranhas in there. Yeah, and fruit flies. That we caught up in the lakes, yeah. <laughs> they, one, some dude puked on the rug. I don't know which one of the four. But they just put a waste paper basket over it. Yeah, it was early 20s you know, when you know everything. That kind of life. So George picked you up when you were all drunk? Is that what you're saying? No, George, you had no, a break I, into the head. I had locked the head. in the head and locks the door. and Everybody's got a piss like all the <laughs> You know, we're practically off the fucking uh, balcony. You know, I'm like the Cusano <laughs> chower. I tried to snore in there. And that's how you guys met? Ivory no, I knew him before uh, that, but no, this but about him guys. bringing me home, this uh, led that to... That happened a couple times. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, more than once. But this was what led to the invite to the reactionaries. Uh, <laughs> what, what was good to become the reactionaries. Right. As Georgie said, he would play drums for us. Yeah, well, me, Martin, and Ned Nielsen all worked at Crest downtown. So. <laughs> that, there was that, earlier that connect. Yeah. And, and uh, Martin, Mar yeah. with me and D. Boone, right... Had a thing. It was just to uh, and Frank Tolerio. I went to great. I went to taper with Frank. Uh, it's a weird collection of uh, connections. Collection of connections. Taxi? Is that, was that then? No, no, no. This is later. This is. Uh -uh. We're talking 1978. Yeah, this is 1978. And and and, and I stepped into the pool. I was walking and I walked right into the pool another time. Man, that pad. I think it was apartment 14 or something. Maybe in the middle. There's three floors. Right? Do you remember? Yeah. So Land's End's got some critical uh, Minuteman <laughs> memories. Wow. Mushroom memories. Yeah, <laughs> Mushroom memories. <laughs> yeah so Ricky Brothers was just a name Spores I had. Spores of lore, yeah, right? <laughs> Spores <laughs> of lore. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to write a book. Boy, oh boy. Fun guy. So anyway, back to Rakeland Brothers. It was just a name, Jodine? It was just a name I had for stuff I did on my own, just like an umbrella thing. And then I decided, you know, I wanted to do a something to a band again and uh with the express idea of playing at cafe nella and uh 
I Which is going to close, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's terrible. And uh, I know. I know it's my, my favorite. But place. you know Dave Travis, maybe six years. It's a good run. And you know he's a teacher. Yeah, but I mean, it's a lot of work for him. Right, right, right. Plus, so he's I, not selling enough beer to cover the rising costs, he told me. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. But um, then I saw George walking down Gaffey. And I was like, there's George. So I just pulled over and I ran up to him. And yeah, started. how long have you lived in Pedro? Me? Since 92. Okay, I moved so here in '92. Twenty-seven years. Yeah, so I'm a newbie. Yeah, you live by where Martin. I'm an years before I'm a carpetbagger. You know, you live kind of where Martin lived, 10th Street. Remember? Oh yeah. Uh, remember on 10th Street, George? Right? Martin. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not too far from Martin. Martin lived on between yeah, Walker and 13th. Patton. No, he lived on 10th between family. Leland, between Leland and Walker on 10th. Uh, and I know that bean smell. There's bean pods on those trees there. They have a certain smell. Yeah, it's not a good one either. <laughs> it ain't that bad. It's tripping. Yeah. Uh, there's more foul. Okay. Oh, but that, yeah. I, I, I always remember that because I spent a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of tripping <laughs> balls. Yeah. We would buy records from Zeds and not listen yeah. to until, you know, <laughs> birthday party for the first time. Yeah. Tripping balls. Yeah, we'll just totally lose our minds. Oh my God! I was on his. I'd have to lay on his deck because, it, you know, I was going to end up there anyway. So. <laughs> but uh, you, you don't live too far from where he lived. This apartment, Vicky lived there too for a little. In that mm. little bird, kicky, kinky. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Tenth Street. Yeah, I guess down, Street. down the street, just beyond Walker. I guess there are some apartment buildings between Leland. And Walker, yeah, yeah, like halfway, there right. is. Yeah. They're all in a row. It's yeah, light blue old place. Ones too. Old, ones with old ones and tiny. With the garage, with the garage underneath. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, okay, where did you see him walking? Gaffy. And I had met him. You know, well, I mean, I I'd seen you guys. You know, over well, the years. Well, we met but, some years earlier. Well, yeah, through uh, Dave Widow, I think. Through Dave, yeah, through Dave Widow, right? Yeah, yeah. But well, we we jammed together. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I went, and I was thinking, oh, this guy can play some drums. Yeah, and I heard the band. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I saw him, and, and I just said, hey, let's do something, you know, let's do. Something. And George is like, yeah, all right. And then a year later, we did something. <laughs> and what did you tell him? I got this name I've been using. And I want to use it on you. I don't know yeah. if I sprung the name on him right away. I kind of snuck up on that because. I wasn't well, sure it was what, how many years later till I saw you and decided to do this new project. So that was it was about ten years, eight to ten years. Later. No, no, yeah. we didn't talk no. about doing something back when we first. No, met. no, but oh, oh. The, the second time. We, I think it was about a year. We just, maybe, maybe how long has this project been going on now? Less than a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done ten, ten gigs so far. It's a grueling schedule. But you first you saw him walking ten years ago. No, no, <laughs> no. Well, that was more like two years ago. Possum head, we met through him. Yeah, ten head. years ago. I call him Possum head. That, might, that that was more than ten years ago. Okay, that so was I, like uh, that has nothing to do with Gaffey Street, though. No, no, that was that was just Dave Widow calling me up and say, "Hey, come come and jam with me, George." And that was at your pad, that mm -hmm. house you had. Mm -hmm. And then, so you know, so I knew him. And then, then a couple of years ago, when I saw him walking, you know, then I, I was like, "Oh, there he is!" So I just pulled over right away and ran up. Costed him, and then would you? We're going to homegrown this, or I got some tunes. No, I, I, I just, no. My original idea was, was going to be improv. I had no tunes. 
I, I thought it would just be short. Yeah, so what, what happened? We talked, said, oh, let's get together and do something. Okay, so he came over the pad, and uh, we just jammed out some bunch of stuff, just, you know, shooting it from the hip. He got a lick going. And he came back with, uh, like, five or six songs to all, to all that mayhem we had. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, did? Yeah, because I recorded, recorded it all. I recorded the drums and bass to so Colby and added guitar and vocals. Songs and and, so uh, from the jams, he made songs. Yeah, he, yeah. He put bass lines to them. The, to like, most of the songs in our set right now are ones we made up, and they didn't change much from the original Most of idea. the songs we have, we made up. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, two of them, two of them I came up on. I, I think that'll hold up, Gord. Yeah, yeah. Two of them I did on my own, and two of them are covers in the set. Well, yeah, they're covers. What, but with your lineup, they got to be interpretation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think we play one. One's a, jo a Jody Mitchell. And then I know I, I played on the show before you guys doing a can song. That's You did? Where'd you get it? Because I thought I only just sent you those. No, no, this is. I've, I've, I've played maybe a year ago. I first oh, played oh, oh, yeah, Wrangling Brothers. Those were covers, though. Those were, I, I no, but you. one of them is. I know the song. It's called Vitamin C. You're losing. You're losing. That wasn't from back then, though. No, no. No, that was George's idea. We just did that recently. Well, I'm telling you, I played it on the show. Okay? All right, okay. <laughs> I believe you. Yes. I believe you. You know what I mean? Well, look, Georgie, people's got fucking leashes and shit. They, they record and put it on the YouTube.com. You know, that kind of shit. Or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly where I got it, but I remember. I know Can very well. I know this it was a Can song, a, da a da demo uh, version of, of Can. And yeah, you were doing. I always like that song. And then, you know, it's in that movie, Arizona. What's his name? It's some movie that came out that I heard the song again. Oh really? Recent or old? Yeah, recent movie. Oh. Well, Jackie, the, the Phoenix. What's the actor actor's name? Something. Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. That's his name. And that that movie. Is that too? The name of the movie, but that tune was in the movie. Really? Oh wow, man, that's. Really oh wow. That's you know, Damo. It's just in my head, so we decided. The guy who sings that. He's he tours. Yeah. yeah, but he tours by himself. He don't carry a band. He comes to town. And big guys get together, and then with his voice. It's like Chuck Berry. No, there's no instruments. It's only his voice. They jam to his voice. He gets, they start playing behind him. He leads the jams with his voice. How do you get that gig? He's totally self-motivated. Half his stomach's gone, too, from cancer. The guy's really, he's getting, he was on a list where he couldn't get in the U.S. for a long time, but he's come back. I've seen the other singer, too, the first guy, Malcolm Mooney. I, I, actually, I saw him play with MX80. He's still around? Uh, well, this was a few years ago. Oh, okay. In fact, Holger was still around. Holger opened up, but he didn't do any bass. He just did beats with the rapper guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I saw a Holger gig, Holger gig where he was. it was just him and another guy, and he didn't play bass. He did beats from a yeah, beatbox. Yeah. And MX80, if you remember them guys. Oh, yeah. They were the backup band for Malcolm Mooney. Holy crap. Yeah, it was a trippy gig. It was at Spaceland. I, I guess it's called Satellite now. Anyway, I, I, I got to play a song for you guys. What, it's what's called. The Great Iron Jello.
ride home. Watch for Pedro Show. Yeah, that was 
Great Iron Jello by the Wrinkling Brothers. Where was that uh, recorded at? Uh, I believe that was Cafe Noah. Okay. Yeah. Only now, a brand, a brand new uh, tune called Captivity. Uh, Can Can Heads. I think they're out of Finland. Square with a little bit of rectangle. Many birthdays out of Austin with Mix Your Blood and Heart. Uh, Canto number three, Mike Begetta. From, uh, where's Larry from? Knoxville. Nisto Nima Da Ne Razdeli. There's Bernays Propaganda on Macedonia, Skopje. And I did the bass there. It's also got Tony Kedonovsky. Uh, RO4 out of Tokyo, DJFFFTP. It's probably fit. <laughs> How do you pronounce that, brother, man? FFFFTP. <laughs> yeah. DJ. <laughs> Light your own way. Uh, T1 Knife Fight. Uh, that's oh, Vince cool, Yobi, right? Yeah. With Pity Party. Brand new. And then the Reekland Brothers again with Vince Maroney doing All Right for You. And um, maybe this was at. Uh, Cafe Nella too. They're all the same gig, yeah. All the They're all from the same gig. Yeah, yeah. Okay. God, they were recorded at different rates. They were. Yeah, one of them was sixteen bit. Oh, that was my mistake because yeah. they were all recorded on my phone. So okay. I must have. Uh, I mean, sixteen hertz. 16 I had to convert hertz. it over forty four one. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a easy do. Anyway, okay. What was the first Wrinkling Brother gig? It was Cafe Nella, okay. and it was. I think it might have been the the uh, was it the Chris Stein yes. memorial? Yeah. And and did you do these songs that you just wrote, or was a lot of the gig improvisational? No, no. We, no. Did, the, we did the tunes. We did the tunes. Oh, okay. So none of the gigs are improvisational. No. Just bits here and there, but yeah, the original idea was improv, but then it kind of morphed into songs. So it's not just for the songwriting; it's only for the songwriting. But then you said, like this, uh, this Iron Jello, you wrote that one without even jams. Right, right. You just wrote that. And, right, but, you, but, but there was no drum part. He made up the drum yeah, part. Yeah, that's, that's why I was going to uh, ask about the uh -huh. process. So you, you play uh, the bass for him, and then Georgie comes up with the drum thing. Now, on that tune. On that tune. On that tune. Virtually everything else start, starts out, started out with his drum pattern. Which inspires my baseline. Okay, so you don't really then you don't really write these things ahead of time. Only only a few of them. Most okay. many of them are George's sparking an idea and me. Why you do drums. practice? Yeah, so we're pretty much co-writers on most of it. Uh, a lot what of the songs were done in, in a one session. We jammed out for uh, I guess about an hour. And yeah. Different sections of drum parts. He yeah. But uh, his mm -hmm. baselines too. And separated into songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My my main so idea. From that, that one session. For mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. that one session, there's a bunch of ideas. Yeah. And yeah. these ideas yes. became tunes, and now that's your set. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what probably, got us off the ground and, and up and mm -hmm. going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's your repertoire. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and you don't really have studio stuff, right? All these recordings are from gigs. Yeah. And you know they're all in mono. They are. Okay. You didn't know that. I thought my phone recorded stereo. It plays in stereo. It might be able to, no. It's probably the app only records mono. Well, maybe you could set it to record. Check, check the settings. But the files you gave me were all mono. Because uh, I had to turn them to stereo and put, put them on the thing. But uh, just, 
I hit you with all kinds of production. No, it ain't it. <laughs> big of a deal, man. I, I was just curious about studio. The studio? You, yeah, do you want to take the Ringland Brothers into the studio? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saving up, paying my pennies, try to get somewhere and record. Um, uh, well, there had been some interest by, what's it, the guy you knew? Mark, Mark, um, Mark, the guy who has Catasonic. Mark uh, Wheaton? Wheaton, Mark Wheaton. He, he's, uh, I think we know him friends. from the old days with Weber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right? a, He's a veteran. He played with. But he uh, played with Chinas Comitas. That's right. Oh. Remember? And and, and they were Mets, Seattle I think, Cats, I think. Yeah. When I first moved here in '82, me and my girlfriend, our first band, um, Dog from Chinas Comitas. I know we saw we saw them at, at uh, Hong Kong, right? I reckon I can't remember. They had a girl singer? <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay, what happened was the three guys, the lady singer, they broke up, but then the three band guys went to back up Johanna Wendt. Right, right. But not Dog. Dog joined my first band in, in L.A. Okay. Dog Mitzkoff. Okay. So okay. my first band, which I think was Laughing Academy, if I remember right. And, uh, yeah, because it's, it's, Mark, I think, was the keyboard guy. Right. Right? And then Dog, bass band? I don't know, but the, them three went to back up Joanna. She, they would improvise, and she would do these trippy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> She'd have the goat Gans head with the goat head, <laughs> the wedding <laughs> gown, and the rotten pumpkins, and stabbing yeah, with the toy yeah. rifle. Right. I remember Dog tried to get that bass player for Laughing Academy, but he was too busy with Joanna. Okay, okay, but I think he Chinas Comedians was before that. I think oh, yeah, it came yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a trippy though. The web, and I think in those days you were doing Hey, hey Taxi. Because Hey yeah. Taxi played at Hong Kong Cafe, right? Yeah. yeah. Quite a few That's times. another connection. It was during that era, 81, eight, no, 79, 80. That's another connection because when I was still up in Santa Barbara playing, we did gigs with Red Wedding, which is who Hey, hey Taxi, Taxi became. Yeah. And they were doing it with a, with a beatbox, with a drum machine, and then they stole our drummer. Spider? Brian. Spider and Michael. Michael, Michael, that's it. They were the two guys. They were the two main guys. guys. Yeah, real nice guys. Spider passed away about... Is that right? years ago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had cancer. Oh, shit. Man, too bad. Michael's still doing it, though. He's still doing music? Yeah. 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 Great, great. Uh, But in a way, that that kept your chops up doing the Hate Taxi, because he had to come to save the day with the Minuteman. Frank Tachi quit. And uh, just suddenly quit. Well, after the second gig, he just took off right after the gig was done, and uh, he thought the scene was weird. He even left his drums. I saw his drums again <laughs> at a Darby crazy. Crash oh. band. That's Rob crazy. Henley was playing the drums. I, I think some dude kiped him. Rob Henley, because like, what he did, he spray painted SP all over him. It was trippy when we did, me and D Boone got to the gig. It was like, whoa, Frank's. You know, he loved them drums. He just painted them all wild and crazy. We're like, what? And then after that gig, he quit or something. So he didn't just quit. Uh, but then the band, he quit playing drums. No, no, no. Uh-oh. He kept. He he's still playing today. Uh, Dirk told me he jams with the guy. He works on his guitars. Hmm. But Greg Ginn wanted us to be SSTO too, and we have no drummer. Georgie learned all the songs like in fucking a month, and in July, nineteen eighty. For Paranoid Time. How about a night? <laughs> a night or something. Right. Well, we yeah, recorded it one Saturday night. We went in the yeah, studio. I remember we recorded. <laughs> no, Friday uh, night. 
Well, I, I mean, I know we recorded it and mixed it one night. Right. Wow. Well, it was something like that. I remember it was a July. It was I remember Martin night. fell asleep, and it was mixed and recorded the same night. Wow. Spotsky. Well, that's just not done. It was yeah, actually media yeah, art. Yeah, two days for double nickels, right? You got two whole yeah. nickels. No, no, no. Double nickels <laughs> is like six days. It's two, three-day sessions. God, that's yeah. amazing. Because we didn't have, plan on doing a double album. That was all from Who's to Do. We did an album in November. We had it all done. It didn't have a name yet. but And then they come to town in December just a couple weeks later, and they make this double album. We're like, whoa, we should do that. So we wrote all these songs. So that's what and in March, we have another three days. And Ethan mixes it in one night. So you just, you just wrote all those songs. Well, we had to write more. The other one, well, in those days, we were writing all the time. Right. Jesus Christ. But we had to use other people's words. I mean, we needed songs quick. We're at the fr- end of the first hour, September 11, 2019. Uh, just walk Peter show, hold tight for hour two. September 11, 2019, it's the second hour of the Watt Pedro show.
They say it's my imagination Some kind of hallucination Stop taking the medication of the life and the death. He worships the machine. He worships the dollar. He worships the song and dance. He worships the corporation. But he needs to worship the dirt. Underneath his feet, he needs to worship the dirt. Thank you. 
Okay, Waffle Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with uh, Gross Dash Poverty, Rickling Brothers. Georgia came up with that title. We're, we're talking about the lyric process, uh, Double Nickels on the Diamond. Georgia had a very early job on a, on a mill in a machine shop, and that he, that's where he wrote a lot of his lyrics. So, yeah, smoking cigars to stay awake. <laughs> and just, just the levels of connections and meaning, I thought they are very surreal and they are beautiful. And since you said this was a title, national uh, Gross National Poverty, it was Georgie's title, he always let me write titles for his songs. He would give me the words with no titles. So uh. I would read his thing and then try to get a thing on, you know, like, you know, turn handle, puppet, pull toy, you know, and I was like, oh, Mr. Robot's Holy Orders. <laughs> it was like that right away. Every time I read a George Hurley song, it'd be, Bingo! I think of like one word, one title to sum up the whole thing, you know. Nothing, money had nothing indeed. I think it was even a line in the song, nothing indeed. But it wouldn't necessarily be. That ain't shit on TV. No, it's me interpreting. We never discussed this. He would give them to me. And it would be great for me because I'm not going to write the same fucking old music over again because I got fresh words. Right. So all of a sudden I'm in a new direction. But then I'm reading the thing. And they're not random words. These things had connections, okay? They weren't like some, like, fucking soap drama bullshit, you know? They were heavy. They had very heavy, but they had layers of meaning, you know? So they spoke to, spoke to me like that, and I would come up with the titles for them. But D. Boone, his process was like, if there was words in there that rhymed, there was no fucking way I was going to get them. I only got the words that were, like, kind of stream unconscious fuck psychology, ways to sell should be destroyed, you know, like memo to self kind of things. If they had one rhyming word, I wasn't going to get them. And, you know, what do you mean you weren't going to get them to make them music? Because he's going to keep them for his songs. Uh. <laughs> you say, you no know, picnic. I mean, he wrote really good songs, but it was a different thing. Where Georgie would give me everything. The boom was selective. I'd only get the shit where shit did not rhyme. <laughs> it was the more of the... Although, some, you know, a lot of his songs didn't rhyme, too. They were really open, like, uh, for example, off that record, number one hit song. That's, there's no rhyme in there. It's just open blank verse. It's beautiful. Right on. Uh, uh, but the one right after, it, shit from an old notebook, that's what it was. It was from his old <laughs> notebook. <laughs> it was, I know he was like, probably, because he worked at Nichols, his crack pad now. Mm-hmm. That they call uh, lockout. Yeah. On Fourteenth. Yeah. I haven't been there. It's a, a, one guy who owns like them all over the city now, like twelve or thirteen of them. Really. And uh, but it used to be the Nichols Institute. He worked there as a handyman, and I know he had, was probably driving the company van pool van and just writing this stuff down. And he would, they'd be just like thoughts. His his were more like contemplating a sitch. With me, the ones that I would get. Uh, his, you know, they're musical and rhyming, and they had a big, uh, strong uh, focus. And, uh, Georgie's were more like, uh, I don't know, I, I, I could see a lot of myself in his words. He, they would always be kind of, uh, kind of suspicious of your own thinking, hmm. not, not trusting of your own thoughts in a way, but still wanting to have something to say about what's going on around you. Really interesting for me. Uh, I want I, I want to play uh, 
Oh, no, I got to tell what else I played uh, um, start the second hour. Uh, a Kind of Pigeon with Pigeon Cross. That's out of um, Milano. My, my, my. This is from Italy, too. Uh, with uh, Il Pianto, brand new. Dardo with American Storyteller. Uh, Guided by Voices, sending the Suicide Squad. Bob Pollard's coming. Roxy, right? He's going to do a 100 gigs show at the Roxy. No, now, no, it's downtown now. It's a Telegram Ballroom. Yeah, this guy just did his hundred. Do what? His hundredth gig? No, it's going to be a hundred song gig. He just oh. did his hundred sixth album. This guy, <laughs> this guy does so much fucking. I don't know. Guy by voices, Bob Pollard was like grade school teacher, and he got them writing songs, man. <laughs> and like most of that is now not collaboration. I mean, he's written like hundreds of songs, thousands. Uh, then Carter Chisada, speaking of Dave Travis, with James Brown. And uh, were you ever in that? Any versions? No. Because they've had all kinds of people. They've had up to three bass players. I know Steve yeah. Reed, and John, Chris Stein. Audio Guido, brand new, Fragmentation. Uh, Chris Chappelle's Distortion Pedal with Ed's Transmission. And then Goodbye the Coastline, the Wrinkling Brothers. Whose title? That's my title. Okay. George is like, shouldn't it be goodbye to the coastline? I said, yeah. no, goodbye the coastline. Goodbye is a verb in that. Oh, mm -hmm. goodbye it. Exactly. Like, hey, I need some of your lyrics. Let's get some of your lyrics in the ring. Oh, but there are lyrics on some of these songs. Yeah. So they're, they're, your, your, they're ones you're writing. Okay, okay. George's lyrics. We need so that what happens is then he gets a drum beat going. Then you got the bass to it, and then you brought in some words. Is yeah. it like that? Yeah, okay. yeah the words are after after <laughs> Okay. And they're mostly nonsense. Uh, yeah, but his ain't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's get some meaning. Let's make some sense. You know, there's this, there's, there's, these, there's, these, there's, these, there's this Minuteman record called Three Way Tie for Lass, and it's terrible. It's got no Georgie lyrics. <laughs> it's also got Ethan James just got this XBX90 reverb he put on Georgie's snare that makes it sound like Duran Duran <laughs> oh he just got it that afternoon you know and it was like oh my god this is gonna be forever and it is <laughs> just cause you can doesn't mean you have to <laughs> you know that gated like tow tow <laughs> it's like oh my god oh wow Oh, that record. Like, 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 oh, that record. But, like, man, we're... Glass, Bowie. The seal. Yeah, yeah the hungry seal. <laughs> okay, Brother Matt, you going to bring us some spin cycle? Cool. Okay. Cool. We're going to go for some live action, or... We're going to go for some live action? Sure. Yeah, and sure. hand it over Should to I get my thing. amp, or we just plug in direct? Oh, I got to be able to hear No, it. you got to be like, yeah. All right, and so here's some it. drums, George. A little, a little, uh, one yeah. over here.
sack. Everybody, gather round. Everybody, enjoy the sound. Everybody, gather round. Everybody, hit the ground.
Spin cycle. Thank you so much, Brother Matt. What makes you guys do what you did to us this cycle? Well, technical difficulties got the beats flowing to just get these guys going on something, and then once they got going, they got going cool. But the beats never quite caught up. Music's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Music's so good you can almost hear it. <laughs> yeah, that would help. <laughs> it's been the second hour of September 11, 2019. Just watch Pedro show help. Type hour three. September 11, 2019. It's third hour of the Watt Pedro show.
trusted him. And then she grew suspicious. And he made a picnic lunch near the cliff's edge. She decided to push him over. Reverb show start off the third hour with some reverb. With, with some fucking reverb because they need this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Anaconda Feet, Rinkland Brothers with uh, Vince Maroney, tradition from Faux Fum. Uh, Faux Fum is uh, Dirk and Crane. Oh, yeah, when yeah. In their 80s, I think it was one prac and one mm. gig. Might have been at, uh, I can't remember, might have been that Wemos. Who's Victor and Lena's backyard. Remember that dude chasing you with the candle, Georgie? <laughs> the candle. Remember yeah. that? There was yeah. these candles that we played some party in Wemos. Yeah. It was sack, and there was a dude chasing us around with the candles. Yeah, those could be uncomfortable. And they were like one <laughs> stick in the ground. Yeah. I can't. Roman candles. Yeah. <laughs> candle candles. It was candle roaming candle. around after you. A candle candles. <laughs> Not just him. All right. But anyway, that was full fun. Tradition. Uh, Crane, after that, who was in that band, he, he's mm. in Idaho now, mm. right? It was some Crane in the background under you, too, with Richard Derrick. Okay, mm. yeah, because <laughs> after that, I played Another Umbrella, uh-huh. which has got the late great Richard Derrick. And then finally, Kent, you just stay away from him from the Rakeland Brothers. Who came up with that title? George. 
Okay. And uh, we were talking off air about Vince Moroni. He's like he's on half these tunes. And uh, yeah, he plays half our set. He could play more. He just doesn't have time to learn them all. Right, but Georgie had an yeah, interesting well, insight on the yeah, concept. The idea the was like the two-piece band, it was me and him, and then just mm-hmm. have like mofos come up and just, right. you know, if they thought they could play up to the set, shoot it from the hip, just go for it. Yeah, right. You, know, you guys are invited. Goes, <laughs> anybody can come up, step up, you know. Oh, yeah. We'll Biza, Biza sat in at Biza, Yeah, Biza did one. They're, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a record of that? Biza and Maroney. It didn't work. Okay. It's all distorted. It didn't work, unfortunately. So yeah. if a slide trombone You mean there was once, four? There was four? No, no, no. Vince wasn't at that one. Oh, okay. No, he was. But he... No, no, that was... Yeah, it was Mechalodiacs, right? Yes, yeah. Vince had a split two, or something. Those, he had a split. Two Mechalodiacs, but Vince wasn't at one of the Mechalodiacs because he had another... He was, he was, yeah, he had was another... Was on bass, Ralphie? Yes. Yep. And, uh, and who else? You had somebody on, what, Slide? No. No, I, I was saying that if you want to step oh, up, if you oh. want, if you play the slide trombone, just bring right. it on. Right. I mean, I started playing the slide trombone. You can play bass myself. with us. We'll have two bass players. Really? Why not? Why not? Big mouthpiece on those. Yeah, they're actually pretty easy to play. Oh, yeah? I mean, to make a noise out of, I can't. I won't say. Well, I, well they got a big mouthpiece. So I heard in marching band, mm-hmm. they're kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's easy fun. to get your lip because the little horn. guys like trumpet. You got to keep it balanced there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I heard in marching band, the bones were the easiest to carry. I have a and also the bones, you know, microtones, right? Mm. It's like the fretless bass. There's no frets, yeah. you know. You got to well, know pos- the position of the, of the slide. Position. You know, and you know, bone is bass clef. You're down there with me. Mm. I have a euphonium has a similar mouthpiece. Baritone horn does too. So they're big motherfuckers. Right. They're kind of the same thing. Yeah, it, it's similar. It depends on the tube, but it's got valves. And you know, those all, all those things. Part of the note comes just from your lip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, it all then, comes then from Then shortening, your lengthening mm. is on top of it. But yeah. right, a lot right. of it, you got to have the fundamental right on the lip. Yeah. Right, because the very good. Has pretty good? Has a uh, yeah, I, could, I was doing too. pretty good. I mean, uh, just jumping on it and playing, I could play it. I could yeah. play the horn pretty easy. Cool. Yeah. Get play some stuff. Uh, Jerry Villasage gave it to me, wow. guy in town. Does it get the weights player. here? No, it's, there's no weights on it. Yeah, it's really, bones, really a light horn, weights, actually. They have weights back there, so when you play it, it balances. No, oh, it's for out the marching guys. It's out in front of you. For no, the there's mar- a little... It's usually silver. For the marching guys, maybe. Maybe, maybe. It's, mar- it's a little mm-hmm. weight. It maybe. goes in where that tube is behind there to balance it out, right? Because if it's right, you can, like... So it doesn't tire well, I'll tell you, you out. The, the problem I have with it yeah. is holding it right here like Fiddler Crab. It's, yeah. My arm starts <laughs> getting a cramp. I have to straighten it out. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hold it up and slide it. What, what, what about this tune, The Jungle Line? That's Joni Mitchell. Yeah. It's a cover. Now, whose idea was it to do this that, cover? That was his. Yeah, that was my yeah, idea. Yeah. Song about jazz and heroin, African New York, and New Orleans. Harlem, 
tales of gospel views. From the class on par to the trash on high. The Europe and the deep, deep heart of Dixie Blue. The savage progress cuts the trouble line.
students, go for it. Mamá, yo quiero mamá. 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 M
Pedro Show, last music for this edition, The Jungle Line, which is a... Uh, Joni Mitchell. She's uh, retired now, but that was uh, Joe Dean's idea to do it. L- l- let's talk about influences. I know you've both been on the show by yourself, but like for bass, who do you like, who inspires you, Joe Dean? Uh, well, Jocko, of course, Jack Bruce, this guy, Mike Watt, was mm-hmm. uh, pretty influential. In fact, in the 90s, my girlfriend at one point said, you know, everything you make up sounds like Mike Watt. And I was like, I can't help it. <laughs> but I've, I, I've, I think I've managed to kind of get past that. Um, Rick Danko, of course. Awkward. Rick Danko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick Danko, incredible. Uh, like one of those grabbers, I think, or rippers. Shoot, and, you know, uh, of course, James Jamerson and Jerry Jamat, um, soul guys. What about that bass lick on uh, Staple Singers? I'll take you there? Yeah. Doo-doo-doom, doo-doo-doom. So good, so good. But you know what my, my favorite pop bass line of all time has to be for the love of money? Anthony Jackson. Anthony Jackson with that, the pick. That, the first time I heard that. And like effects. George, what about drums? I remember you getting Happy Jack in that Spectrum record by Stanley... Uh, Billy you know, Cobham. Billy Cobham. Mm. Yeah, I, I like Billy Cobham. I, I but really you like Keith Moon really too, right? Yeah, Keith Moon. I like Phil Collins too. I thought he's just fantastic. The Genesis? Yeah. When he was like drummer man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way he uh, starts some of his tunes and does some of his beats. A lot of flams on the toms. Yeah. That was his. How about Bruford's special? Though? What a sound. I don't remember mm-hmm. him listening to King Crimson so much. Really? Uh, no. Not a whole lot, no. Right, but well, then we'll have to cover one then. I'll tell you, Bruford, he's got that bark and seal snare drum. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that? No, but yeah, he's a great drummer, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, but man, that snare bugs me. Yeah. Really? I like that. There's some about, I like wires. <laughs> dear, yeah. I'll tell you a good, you want to know my opinion, good snare drum sound, the T-Rex album Slider. That's oh, yeah. That's a great, yeah. I think it's Will Legends, a drummer man. I think he's the only one alive from that band. Wow. Yeah. And man, there's something about 70s snare drums. There's some good fat sounds. Listen to Bill Ward on the early Black Sabbaths. Uh, the Dan. Bodie Zadfa, right? Is that yeah, Steve oh, Gadd? Yeah, I like a lot of Dan. Steve Gadd. Gadd. Gadd, Purdy, all those guys. Uh, Purdy. Yeah. Yeah, Bur- Purdy's all a royal scam. He's almost, I think he's yeah. every tune on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Katie Light is uh, Picaro, mm. the totem, one of the brothers. I don't think any of the albums are one drummer. Mm. Yeah. Except uh, I think Royal Scam is. 
Mm. Yeah, Royal Th- uh, the first album, they're actually a band. Right, first, mm. almost first two. The, the second, the last record, well, well, the second one is, is Countdown, right? right. And that one, there, there's there's a couple... Uh, I don't like think really, it's... Really so really that's when the drummer and, uh, starts, he leaves, because he won't do gigs. Mm-hmm. And Skunk Baxter leaves, too. There's Rick Derringer, I think, on that one. And Alan uh. Holdsworth. There is so much stuff on the Derringer's floor that was on never Asia used. Too. He's on Asia, too, Derringer. Is he? Yeah, they used him a lot. I think uh, Jim Keltner. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Rick Murata is on, is on Asia, to, too. I got to do a session with him, an incredible guy. Jim Keltner? Wow. Yeah, beautiful man. Damn. He pointed up a... Here, bring your bass over here. I'll show you. I know it, well, it's the, the G, I detuned the G string. But it okay. don't matter because I'm not going to play it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you what Jim Keltner told me in the studio. All right. He goes, hey, Mike, upper register. <laughs> Cash register. <laughs> <laughs> no producer wants to hear this kind of shit. <laughs> Right. Boom, hold it down. That's, 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 there's no money to that's be made. A session. No money to be made about that. That's, that's a threat. That's a session. So, <laughs> so where, 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 what's the next step for the Ringland brother to find a studio situation? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. I, well, I'd like to get some more material. Now, what together. about this concept where you guys are the rhythm session? You bring people in. Is that just yeah? For if they want to step up and play, no, you know. No, I want the record to be uh, that way too. Well, that I, yeah. we haven't talked about it, but that's in my yeah. mind. That was the idea of putting this together. Okay. So far, we got Vince and Joe to play. Mm-hmm. And we haven't mm-hmm. really been broadcasting it out loud to many people, I guess. But uh, I would like to see some other people. Hey, Weba wants play. to. Weba wants to sing. Jungle That's like broadcasting us. it then. So, yeah. so <laughs> how, do you, how do people get a hold of you? Well, they guess they have to come to a gig. Okay. Next Facebook, brother gig. Facebook, like everyone else. Come up. <laughs> Come up to, because there's no Rinkland Brother web page. You build web pages. Yeah, I do, but I haven't made us one yet. Build the Rinkland Brother one. Rinkland will redirect to the Facebook page. I have the domain. Yeah, Mr. Zuckerberg's probably very uh, <laughs> grateful to you. Here. <laughs> Why don't you have your own and then have something that directs off fake look to your page? I, you're totally right, I should. And then have a little contact thing there where people can get a hold of you if they want to do the collab. Exactly, exactly. I've All made right. websites for everybody but myself. Okay. You want one, Matt? <laughs> sure. Memo right. to self. Memo to self. Yeah. No, that's going to be bitching me because I love this project. I love what you both are doing. Oh, thank I you. think it's great and very generous of you that you'd want to spread your music and share it with others like that. Well, you remember I asked you to play guitar and you're like, no, I don't play guitar. <laughs> Not very well. Sometimes I'm trying to write some song, but it's pretty but then, embarrassing. But then we gave up on that and said, we don't need okay. a guitarist. Let's just be a duo and have people just do whatever, whenever. Yeah. But it's been a big honor. Yeah, Brother very Matt, cool. Thank you for you always situating your Big honor to have the Wrinkling Brothers. Yeah, Jody. very cool. Jody, thank thanks you so much, Mike. Yeah, thanks for coming by. To the recording stage, and you have stuff from the studio with potential collabs, or even just mm-hmm. the twofer, please come back on the show and let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see you in nine years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the, the September 11, 2019 Dishwap Peter Show. People, oh my God. keep your powder dry.